0: Mindfulness mode, 262.
1: It took about 15 or 20 minutes for all feeling and movement to come back after this breathing meditation. When it happened, it was just like, what in the world is going on right now?
0: reach new heights of calm focus and happiness on today's mindfulness mode with me your host and mindfulness life coach Bruce Langford. hey mindful tribe thanks so much for joining again today and this is going to be a great day because I have an amazing guest but first you know I just want to mention how many people have been reaching out to me lately so many listeners thank you for that reach out if you have a question if you have a comment if you if you can think of a a suggestion you'd like me to make a change on the show or something like that. I'm always so happy to hear from my guests. Now, last time we had such an exciting guest and that was a scientist. And I've always wanted to talk to scientists from the first time I started the show. I thought it'd be great to interview scientists and find out what their thoughts are about mindfulness. And my last episode's guest. Oh man, she was so fascinating. Episode 261. If you want to know about quantum physics and and healing and how all of that connects into science, check out Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos on episode 261, mindfulnessmode.com slash 261. Now today, this is going to be exciting too, because we have an artist on the show. And he didn't discover that art was his love until recently. You'll hear all about it and all about how mindful he is. I'm sure you're going to enjoy today's episode. So sit back, relax, and simply enjoy. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Today, I have a fascinating man with me. This is going to be a really, really cool discussion. I'll tell you, I I have Clay Stapleford with me today. And so, first of all, Clay, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am there. I'm right there. Mindfulness mode. That's awesome. And just from the sound of your voice, I can just tell. Totally (laughs) mindful. (laughs)
1: I'm glad it's that obvious. It is very
0: obvious. Clay Stapleford is a full time professional artist living in Atlanta, Georgia. He's also a successful actor. He's been featured in multiple Hollywood productions, including Anchorman 2, uh, and he's been in Drop Dead Diva, which is uh, something that you'll see on TV, a great show. As an artist, he spends his time painting primarily using acrylic on canvas. He has a journalism degree from the University of North Carolina, and he's also an avid meditator. So we're going to talk about all those things, Clay. What does mindfulness mean to you?
1: Goodness, my, being present. It's like staying within myself and then realizing and knowing um, that I am here. And do you, do you get that through your art? Through you your- know, that's where it really began for me, that to understand mindfulness in a powerful way. Painting happened for me. I began to paint by accident just through doing some other creative endeavors. And what I pretty instantly found was that the rest of the world just kind of fell away when I started to paint. And the more I dove in and the better I got, the it it really became a meditation for me. And it was something I hadn't experienced before. And this all happened you know, at the age of 41. It, it, so it's, it was educated by a lifetime. Um,
0: so it was just a couple of years ago then? Just a couple of years ago. So I want to know more about that accident. What was that accident where you fell into painting?
1: Right. Well, I was working in sales and do I was acting on the side as well, but I was working in sales. And so one of the things I would do to just stay creatively active was um, I would take walks. I lived right on the Atlanta Beltline, which is this corridor bike and walk path that just kind of um, goes through the city. And it, it uh, there's a lot of life on that Beltline. Mm-hmm. And so I would take walks in the evening and I would take pictures and um, of the city and of people and whatnot. And I would literally just post on Instagram just because it was interesting, if I found it interesting and it was mm-hmm. just a way to stay creative and um, just kind of share. So I wanted to create some and um, make some frames for some of these photos, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find any frames that I liked. So I, I ended up stumbling across these ten by ten canvas boards, and I was like, "I'll just paint these matte gray, and then I will glue these pictures on these matte gray mm-hmm. canvas boards, and that'll be that'll be what it." what it is and it'll be cool. And, and for about a week I was doing that. But as I was making these canvas boards, all of a sudden I'm painting and I'm just like, wait a second, I'm created to do this. It was just one of those aha moments, lightning bolt strikes, um, this sense of knowing that, that comes from, you know, deep within that you can't explain, Mm -hmm. but that is so powerful that, um, it's so satisfying this love welled up within of like the, the the action and the process and the result that um, I just was like, oh, holy cow, I didn't know I was a painter, but I am created to paint. So – and what I found as I dove in um, and, and began to paint more and more is what was happening was it was a form of med- meditation. I'm an abstract painter, so um, – the way i paint is very organic Mm -hmm. what i found is the less i thought the better things were um, the better the painting became the more satisfying the experience was and the so organic movements and um all the all that goes in with that if i had an idea i would just follow it i wouldn't second mm-hmm. guess it or question it or question myself, I would just do, I, I just minimize thinking and, and maximize action. And over time, what I found and what I understood that to be was that was being mindful. And I, I didn't mm-hmm. have concepts really of that. I had understood people in meditating, um, I, but I had never experienced meditation beyond prayer um, in the Christian sense growing up. But then through the process of creation and creative ecstasy, I understood prayer, which became the meditating process that became just this spiritual kind of awakening that happened through the creative ecstasy that came with mindfulness.
0: Right. Well, I I want to know more about your paintings. Do you find through this process that your, your paintings are like wildly different and contrasting from each other? Or do you find that there's more a theme and they all kind of have elements of similarity?
1: My work is, I call it a dance and I call uh-huh. it, there are degrees of uh, inspiration versus intention in each mm-hmm. piece. So... Inspiration would be just allowing it to go where it wants to go and allowing and creating an environment where the paint can do what it does best, if, if that makes any sense. And then the intention would be, okay, I know where I'm going with this or I know what it what I want it to look like. So I, do, I can do both, uh, um, but that just depends on kind of the intention behind it. If I commission a piece for someone and they have – they say they like this specific piece style or these kinds of movements. I can, I can go that direction, but no two piece will ever be the same Mm -hmm. because everything I do is, is very layered. And each layer, I try to find a balance between chaos and order with each layer and then allow them to build upon one another so that the end product, you will feel the depth. You might not see every layer, but you'll be educated by the depth and the, the emotion and the feeling will come through. But each layer is maybe – I kind of think of my pieces as, as uh, the stories of a lifetime. Like your lifetime is built up of all these moments that are um, kind of stacked on one another one another over time, and some moments are full of ecstasy and wonderment, and then some moments are painful, but the end of each life, it's beautiful, because it's a story, and there's, and um, all the good and the bad, quote-unquote, kind of makes up the story of a life. Well, I think of my paintings in that regard, like each layer would be a moment, and the end, I always, the end is always beautiful, no matter how much pain or glory happened within the creation of that life okay okay and tell us about the day that
0: someone else first resonated with one of your paintings (laughs) do you remember that day
1: (laughs) gosh um I think in the beginning because in the beginning it was like I showed promise you know right but I loved it more than other people
0: and you did it for you
1: I did it for me so that was what really drove me in the And still drives me. It was the love of the the love of it.
0: I can tell that.
1: Um, and then once, once people, you know, you love anybody with passion and when you're around someone with passion, you kind of, you know, it's, um, you kind of want to taste it too because Mm -hmm. it's just, it just, uh, it's just fun to see. So in the beginning people fed off my, um, Enthusiasm for it, but over time, as I got better, my work um, got more sophisticated and got more emotionally um, educated, if you will. And mm-hmm. my pieces began to resonate with a lot of depth and intensity. And I, there's it never there were so many moments, but one in particular, um, a friend of mine came to the studio, and this was probably within the first six months. And it was a piece that, uh, and I was pretty prolific. So I was painting a lot. It kind of took over my life in a way. And, um, and I got good pretty fast. So, but she came over and a piece affected her so much she began to weep. And it was one of those moments where it's just like, Holy cow. I, how I'm the luckiest person around because one, I, I love to create and, um, the joy of the creation and then loving what I create and then to begin to discover and um, receive other people's and to see their experience of it has been just icing on the cake um, and art is very subjective, so you can't please everyone with anything but and and it's but it's sweet because. I don't require the validation. So when it comes, it's the greatest gift in the world. When one of my pieces affects someone or touches someone, um, that is a gift. So moments like that, I love when uh, my work touches someone because it's just like, how I am the luckiest guy around that I got right. to be a conduit and I got to be a channel. Um, and my creation is, is, uh, something that touches other people. Like as an artist, that's just a a humbling thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. It it really, I'm sure it must be. That's just amazing. And so when you think back, when you were nine years old, did you love visual art back then? Did you love art at all?
1: Yeah, I've always been an artist at heart ever since, you know, my first memories. Mm -hmm. Um, Early on, I was more of a singer. So it was I grew up as a singer, and I began to act as as a, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always in those, in that, in those worlds, and I was always a visually driven person. Like I love images, and my degrees photojournalism. So I was, I've always been okay. and had a visual bent. Um, but I recognize now, and, and I still love to act, and I still love music. But the um, the creative. I, and I say this: the creative ecstasy that I experienced through painting is to such a higher degree than it was as a singer or as an actor. Um, and that's not—I mean, not that it was low in those other are, arenas. Mm-hmm. It's just how intense it gets with with painting. Um, but I, yeah, as a kid, I didn't didn't know this was. Um, in the sense of, like, I stumbled onto painting. Had I mm-hmm. had I figured that out earlier on, um, I'm sure I would have dove in, but I'm kind of happy that it didn't happen that way because, because so much of the intensity and the um, power that comes through now is built upon that f- creative frustration that never got to be exercised for all those years. And so... And I think we all have those to a degree with different things. we go through life and we have all these aptitudes and desires and hopes and dreams, and we end up getting or it's easy to get suffocated by the demands of um, you on of yourself or or family right. or job right. or whatever, and we lose sight of some of these things that kind of help us in and are who we are, yeah, if you will, because so I am an artist. Uh, And, and so uh, some of that, um, some of the frustration in life is if we're not doing one of the things or some of the things that we're created to do. Um, and so that angst that built up over time, which I didn't even know was fully there kind of came out and it came out swinging. Wow.
0: So you started painting and did you, did you get some lessons right away or did you just start doing it, doing it, doing it? You said, you mentioned you had a studio. So did you, did you, um, immediately build a studio or, or convert a room into a studio? What did you do?
1: Well, I, I, I taught myself just by doing Mm -hmm. and for me, that was important because I didn't want to know how other people did it. I just wanted to. What was what I was finding so fun was discovering these things along the way on my own and just um, having fun with it. So, I kind of converted my studio, um, and I lived on the Atlanta Beltline, just right off the Beltline, overlooked the Beltline, um, and just converted my studio um, or my apartment into a studio. Okay. And then my apartment very much got filled up with just canvas after canvas after canvas after canvas. After canvas. And um, as many of my friends could attest at that time, it was just <laughs> people would come over and get kind of overwhelmed with all the paint everywhere, Wow, wow. Um, which was fun, which was fun. Because any, any of my free moments, if I wasn't working or doing something, I was, I was painting, especially that first year and a half, just really training myself and just having fun with it.
0: Well, I want to dig more into that meditative aspect of it. Yeah. And uh, so do you do like traditional meditation as well in your life? And then the painting itself is a form of meditation. Tell us more about that.
1: The painting was the entry point to meditation for me. And that happened over time, just understanding that I was a different person when I was painting. Mm -hmm. And I mean that like, painting makes me a better person because it, uh, that time away, if you will, that Mm -hmm. meditation, the experience Mm of, um, is a tool of sanity because the world we live in is so chaotic. And, um, to be able to forget about All the pressures and all the responsibilities and just be just be in the flow if -hmm. you will yeah um the flow of creation so the the activeness of painting became um very intense flow meditation so i began to study more and learn more about meditation once i realized that's what i was doing because i would describe this to other people that were meditators and they would they would kind of explain oh well this is this is kind of what's happening
0: right right so sure. <laughs> i was like
1: oh okay this is making more sense now so i began to study more about um meditation and then now yes meditation is a daily part of uh, traditional meditation meditation is a daily part of my life so i will either um, do some sort of guided meditation or i will just do some breathing Mm-hmm. um, meditations on my own. Um, but it, that's a daily thing. And that's been the past year and a half. And, um, as a, as anyone can talk about it, it, when you first begin to meditate, it can be pretty challenging to quiet your mind and step away from all the, the monkey mind as as so many people call it. Right. But, uh, but like with anything, the practice it, it gets better and better over time. So now I will typically play some sort of um, music and meditate with that, some sort of background music, or I will spend some time just counting breath or um, maybe even a hike meditation.
0: Now, do you, always, do you always paint in your studio or do you sometimes take it out or do you sometimes go to shows or places where you can interact with people as you paint?
1: Yeah, I, I do live painting as well. I just did one last week um, for this event at uh, the Aloft Hotel downtown. But a lot of times I will do um, live auction events where I, I might, for an organization that I believe in, do a painting during the event and then mm-hmm. have that piece auction, auctioned off. Um, I've done that a few times as well. I love doing that because, one, there's pressure. Mm-hmm. And so, it's yeah. it's uh it's getting into an environment where one you're on display, two you have time constraints, and that's kind of fun because I have to. It forces me to get into the zone like very cutely, very fast, and then um, it forces me to remind myself that no, I just do this. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about if you're going to finish or not going to finish or how you're going to look or how it's going to be. It's just, a, it's just an exercise of like – it's actually an exercise of mindfulness to, to get into the zone and to the flow without worrying about outcome. And that is, is kind of fun because when you're under that kind of pressure and you just – when I allow myself just to go with it, Again, it just always comes through. It always comes through. So, and that is uh, that's fun to see because then you begin. Your confidence grows, and you begin to trust the element more and more. And then you, and, and then I end up seeking out those opportunities more and sure. more because, um, in those kinds of environments, I mean, I channel the energy of the room or the environment or the cause. Um, whether it's people coming up and talking to me while I do it or whether it's just kind of feeling the vibe um, I kind of or, or the music whatever it right. might be sure the, I, I kind of get into the flow based on my environment and the tools that I have and just and then just get comfortable and go with it
0: so being a full-time visual artist, have you ever been in a place where you worried about your financial income? Did you ever worry about your pieces selling?
1: I mean, that's part of it. And part of the growth too is to for me is to get past that worry and mm-hmm. and just know that and For me, it's an exercise to be thankful for all the sales that I will ever have, because I know I will sell pieces. To what degree? I don't know. I have an idea. I have hopes and I have intentions about where I want to go. But part of that in um, growth is the, the business side of it is very different than the creative side. Yes. So in the business side, I'm really learning the marketplace one, because it wasn't a place that I was familiar with cause I was doing other things
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: two, just knowing what I have and how to, how to communicate it, how to price it, how to, um, find distribution partners, find, you know, advocates mm-hmm. that believe yes. in you that want to support what you're doing that will for me, I, I think we're in this life to kind of help slingshot each other forward where I can do that for others or where others can do that for me. I think that's just kind of finding how we can do that for each other. And on the creatively, I had so many encouragers and helpers along the way. And now on the business side of it is I'm learning that. Um, I'm finding that to be the, the case as well. So have there been moments of pressure and worry? Oh, yeah. I mean, because I left a professional career and, um, and I kind of just dove in. And so do
0: you mean you left the career of an actor or a different career?
1: I've always been an actor. I, but I, for many years I was in sales mm-hmm. that, and so on the side, I would just do my acting. Okay. And, um, the, 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 um, but professionally I was in sales mm-hmm. and, uh, being in sales, it kind of gave me the freedom to stay creative. And then being in sales also gave me the freedom to start painting. Mm-hmm. So. At one point though, it just started taking away more than it was giving and I needed to walk away to dive in a little bit further just to and that took that was a risk because it left me without any, you know, solid foundational income. It, it was it meant that I was gonna have to produce it myself. Right, sure. And so the that has been an interesting journey, just to 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 continue to the creative Journey, But with the financial pressure, it changes the dynamic a little bit. So hence, you can imagine mindfulness is essential to that journey. Otherwise, the worry could just be overwhelming.
0: Right, for sure. Um,
1: and l- so much of being mindful is being present.
0: And that's and that's what you do with acting as well. Do you find right. now that you understand mindfulness has that helped you be a better actor because of being present?
1: It helps me be a better human which then that just cascades into everything that I do because I'm there. And and that is a lifetime practice to get here.
0: Mhm. Sure that better, makes sense. Better.
1: And But as an actor, for sure. And that was one of those kind of collateral effects that I didn't know at the time would benefit me because I just didn't understand it enough. But as I go through a script or if I'm or if they call action or something like that, it's like my my ability to focus in and and just get there into the scene or into the character. Yes, it's 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 so much better than it used to be. Um, But I also recognize that that's what I was doing before. I just didn't have a name for it. It was just that it was a creative conduit of mindfulness that instinctually I was going there. I just didn't know I was going there. And that's so much of my instincts have been driving my growth. Mm -hmm. Um, So to have all of those instinctual things – Happen to later be validated through learning and through others has been kind of fun because it's like, okay, my I'm guiding myself and I can trust myself because look at what's look at what's happening when I listen to my instincts. It, these things are happening, and these things that are bringing life to me are happening. and it's not something I had to go study to discover. It was something that I just began to listen more to myself and then listen more to myself and then listen more to myself. And through that process, it it's become a huge blessing because it's brought these tools that have allowed me to be who I am.
0: You seem immensely happy. As, as I talk with you and, and I can see you here in the video, you seem like a very, very content and happy individual. Is that how you would describe yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> Especially if you had met me five years ago as compared to now. I mean, I've always been um, a happy person and I've always been someone that would encourage others or be a positive influence or seek to be, but I've not until this journey began did I really gain a greater sense of who I am and been happier with myself because because one of the things that i began to do less or, or i should say i i started to not judge myself so much
0: mm, huge part of mindfulness
1: yeah, yeah. B- because i i would just realize how much i was judging myself unworthy or I would judge, it's comparison is the thief of joy kind of thing, you know, it, whether we win in a comparison or whether we lose in a comparison, we lose because it takes away our ability to just be thankful for who and what we are in a moment and for everything that we have and all the, all, all of those that are around us. So
0: can you can you share a story with us about bullying? Maybe with one of your jobs as an adult or something, where you ran into this, where mindfulness would have actually made a difference.
1: Gosh, uh, you know, especially in today's um, discussion about, there's a lot of things come to mind. But uh, I bartended for many years as well, um, prior to working in sales. But as an actor in L.A. and in, then here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and with all the stuff going on today, um, there'd be times where I would see, I have a pretty thick skin and so people don't offend me very much. Like it takes a lot to get under my skin, but if I see yes. other people being harassed, it kind of, that will rile me up a little bit. Right. And so, in working in the restaurant business or in bars, um, a lot of times women can be taken advantage of or, or harassed in many ways. I remember one time specifically where one of our waitresses was being harassed across the bar and um, spoken to very in a very poor manner, sexually explicit and demeaning. And, um, and I literally was so aghast at it. I, I lost my mindfulness and I, mm-hmm. I kind of took him aside and kicked him out um and but i think what mindfulness allows us the opportunity to do is to 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 slow things down and to understand how we are affected and affecting others and had this particular guy or anyone in that situation just took a moment to slow down and realize what he was doing what he was saying um, and cause I, I think if you slow someone like that down, they would be, um, contrite and kind of understand, but it, it's, it's unfortunate cause you, yeah. you know, I don't know if that makes any, if that kind of hits, it's the target on what you're describing, but, um, anytime that folks. Bully or try to lord their power over someone mm-hmm. um, it's it's uh it's the exact opposite of mindfulness
0: you're absolutely right as we move toward the end of the interview, Clay, I want to ask you uh, five quick answer questions, and the first yeah. one is this: uh, who is one person who has affected your mindfulness
1: well a huge a huge one of the books that I've read over and over again, actually, The Power of Now, is Eckhart Tolle. Right. That, that book and then some of his other books have been hugely influential. And in, in putting all of this in context for me in, in a more comprehensive fashion that sure. can help me integrate mindfulness into my daily life beyond painting. So – is i mindfulness specifically like with reading his work he does a really good job for me of it of taking these concepts and making them understandable and then translating them into in in ways that i can actually do and get yeah, and for capture sure.
0: i totally agree and understand what you mean uh, how has mindfulness affected your emotions how have your emotions seemed to have changed
1: learning to experience my emotions without judgment Right. and just allowing them to be what they are and learning to be educated by my emotions too and and then learning the difference between my feelings and my emotions and 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 how when we and when i have learned to experience my emotions without judgment i can then learn better how to follow my Feelings in a way that serves me, if Mm. that makes any sense.
0: That does make sense. Yeah. Uh, How is breathing part of your mindfulness? I know in music, breathing is huge, but what about visual art? And what about you personally?
1: I often just count my breath. Uh, Yeah. I mean, whether I'm on a walk, whether I'm on a run, when I'm painting, if I'm just, when I'm meditating, that's the first place I go to to get in if I feel like I'm scattered in some way, or or if it's the first exercise I I jump to, to to bring myself into the moment is is to count my breath, and and then I've done some breathing meditation, um, just some guided breathing meditations where some pretty intense stuff has happened, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Can you um,
0: can you share with us well, there one was this, of those instances?
1: Yeah, well, there was this one intense one where it was an hour long breathing meditation and this I had never experienced before. Um, but halfway through it, my body began to seize up from my toes upward. And it it was almost like, have you ever seen the matrix where he takes the pill and you can see on his body like that. He began to go to that other realm and, and it would kind of take over and hit to his head and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it was almost like I was going paralyzed, but I could still feel, but I couldn't move. And they called it lobster hand. So I, I literally seized up mm. through this breathing meditation and um, later found out it was – and come to understand it was just pent-up energy that had never had anywhere to go. And so – Um, it took about 15 or 20 minutes for all feeling and movement to come back after this breathing meditation. When it happened, it was just like, what in the world is going on right now? Um, Because it was so intense and literally to be lying there and not being able to move. And it wasn't a scary thing. It didn't produce fear. It produced wonder. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was literally in wonderment over how this was happening. And it it was just another – it was one of those experiences where, okay, there's far more to creation in ourselves than we, we know sometimes because just by breathing, um, I just put my body into that state where it was expulging this um, crazy amount of energy that just had gotten trapped over time.
0: Wow, that's a fascinating story. Yeah. Do you recommend an app? which helps you with your mindfulness.
1: You know, I don't, I don't use any apps, but I, I go on YouTube and I will, I will search different, just guided meditation or music. Right. And so that's kind of where I stick to, oh, sure. um, for guided meditation. But, mm-hmm. uh, beyond that, like it's just, um, I will just breathe on my own and just kind of get into a quiet place and breathe, or I'll go on a hike, um, And just breathe as well. Clay, I'm fascinated with your story.
0: Totally fascinated about how you transitioned into becoming an artist. And you just, it was like you knew immediately that that was your thing. And you knew immediately it was a mindfulness kind of meditative kind of thing, even though that wasn't really something that had been part of your life. Like that's, that's really an amazing story of transition.
1: It kind of tripped me out too. <laughs> I got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a, and that's, that's, I'll say this, like that's why it's, you say, you say, I seem happy. Well, the, it's been a gift to me. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was a surprise gift. And that's why, like, I know none of this is on my own. It's just mm-hmm. me saying yes. um, And responding to the gift that has been given to me. And, um, each step of the way, it just continues to do that. And the more I just kind of go with it, the easier, I mean, there's always fear that you've got to overcome, but um, it's, uh, it always, it, the, the, the payoff, the juice is always worth the squeeze. I'll say that the juice has been worth the squeeze at every point along the journey. And I don't expect that to change.
0: Well, I'm really fascinated. And as I look at the canvases behind you, they remind me so much of my own canvases. I was just telling you before we hit record that yeah. I was in Chicago, and that was a couple of years ago, and I was at a at a conference. And then we came out of the conference at the very end. There was an art show, and I just kind of strolled through and thinking, you know, I don't really relate to any of this, don't relate to it, don't relate to it. And then all of a sudden, there was one artist, and I'm I just... It was almost like I, I just froze there and I was like, oh my gosh, like this, I totally relate to. And I started talking to the artist for like 45 minutes, all about the mindfulness of how he arrived at what appeared on the canvas. And, yeah. and I mean, it was fascinating. So it's fascinating talking with you and... And just learning how you've gotten to this point. So, I'd love to pick it up another time and, yeah. and talk even more about this. So, it's
1: no, it's, it's, I it's just, love it. Yeah.
0: How can, how can we learn more about what you do and, and connect with you? How can Mindful Tribe yeah. connect with you?
1: Well, I, have, I do have a website, it is uh, my name, com, And then, you know, a great place is on my Instagram because oh, nice. my Instagram is really a catalog of the journey. It literally mm-hmm. is a visual catalog of the journey from the beginning until now. And so everything that I do, I catalog on Instagram. And then my website just is a little bit more curated. But uh, sure. in, in Instagram, my handle is, again, my name, Clay Stapleford. So you can find me in those places.
0: And so then easy. sometimes
1: on, on the big screen or the small screen, you might see yeah. me popping up. We'll see Every, you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Clay, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much for sharing your your life with us today.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. This is awesome.
0: All right. Bye now.
1: Cheers. Bye-bye.